welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast at all, I would be so, so grateful if you could share this with just one person. Obviously, I'm a coach. My job is to help as many women as possible. And I need your help in order to do that. So if you take any value whatsoever from this episode or any of the other episodes, then pay it forward and send it to a friend who needs it. Honestly, it helps more than you will ever know. And I will be eternally grateful to you. Um, If you do share it with people, let me know. If you do listen to this and you enjoy it, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at PT. Hi girls, so moving away from tracking calories. So the other day I shared on my story that I am currently going into a diet, um, but I'm not going to be tracking calories. And I wanted to share what I am actually doing in order to do that. Because a lot of people come to me, um, start working with me, and some of them really don't want to track the calories, which is fine. I don't really push them on it, but I do stress that it's an educational thing um, that massively helped me. So Years ago, back in the day, um, I was really against tracking calories. I was like, no, it's obsessive. I don't need to be tracking my calories all the time. Um, but I I never really got anywhere. Um, and the only diets that I knew, I refused to track. So the only diets that I knew were restrictive, like have to cut out carbs, have to have a salad or a soup for my lunch, have to, you know, not have pasta. And like, it, they were very like, they were more restrictive. And then when I started tracking calories, I was like, oh, this is flexibility. So all I need to do is stay within my calories and achieve a high target for protein. So I can eat pasta. I can't, and I started to realize that dieting didn't need to be as horrific as I'd made it out to be for all that time. And the reason I was resistant to tracking, I thought it was like, no, no, I don't want to be obsessive. Oh, I can't be bothered. And if I'm honest, it was pure laziness. I wanted someone to give me a meal plan, to give me something to eat, tell me exactly how to eat rather than work it out for myself. I say to everybody, tracking on my fitness pal is not something that I'm going to want people to do forever. There are a lot of people who've been doing it for a long time while they're working with me because they don't, they, oh, I froze. Is that better? Yeah. Um, Because they don't want to, let me just turn all Wi-Fi's off because I think this is the issue. So, I, the reason that I tell people to to track, like I don't want them to track forever. I don't want them to be constantly stuck to my fitness pal. I want people to use it as an educational process. So you track it on my fitness pal and you actually look at what that has done for your calories. Look at what that has done for your protein. Look at how that's affected your fiber rather than just tracking and just focusing on calories, actually focusing on the other things as well and learning about what helps you get that protein up, what helps you get that fiber up. Um, how do you feel after that day of food in comparison to yesterday's day of food where you were starving? Today, you feel much more full. Why is that? Like use it as an educational process. And this is what I help my one-to-one clients with. I'll go through the food diary and be like, this is why you felt good in the gym. This is why you felt shit in the gym. Like we can see from the nutrition. So it is an educational process. However, I know that a lot of you are at the point now where you want to move away from it. Um, and I don't want you to panic and I don't want you to worry. I haven't tracked in the last couple of years, I just had a little stint of, well, a f- decent stint on and off of tracking. So whenever I was dieting, I was tracking my food. If I was consciously building, I was tracking. And I haven't had to do that for quite a while now. So now I'm going into a diet, I thought that it would be good for me to share how I diet 
without tracking my calories. And maybe this will give you some ideas and some inspiration of what you can do. And if you've been tracking for a while, you should start to understand like what foods you've been eating have been helping get that protein up. Um, and you can kind of use tracking and not tracking together. So if you're eating something new and you're not sure about it, you know, quite often if I'm not sure about a food or I'm struggling to um, read the packaging or whatever, because sometimes you get stuff from Aldi and it's like in a foreign language, then I'll I'll go on my fitness pal and scan it or I'll look it up just to check, you know what I mean? So you can still use it as a tool. It's still an amazing tool, but I'm not using it to track every calorie. So I'm going to show you, or I'm going to explain to you rather um, what I'm going to be doing. So when I am dieting and without, without tracking food, there is an element of less flexibility for me because if I know, if I'm tracking food, I can be as flexible as I want to because I can see the calories there. And I know that if I eat more at lunch, then I'll know exactly how many more I've eaten so I can reduce that for later on. Um, and then I, I, I'm a little bit more, I can be a bit more flexible. So there's an element of less flexibility when when you are not tracking. And instead, you're going to rely on a structure of eating, like a way of eating for you. And if you've been tracking for a while, you've probably already developed some sort of structure. This is what I recommend because this is what keeps my energy well-maintained throughout the day. A lot of my clients as well, this is the structure that they eat when they are tra currently tracking or when they move away from tracking as well. So I stick to the structure Monday to Friday. So weekdays, my structure is three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay? In those three meals, I have at least 20 grams of my breakfast and that'll come from either turkey bacon, it'll come from protein yogurt, or it'll come from um, protein porridge, okay? So a protein powder and oats. So they're the three breakfasts that I have, and I stick to those three. I don't really vary them. I don't, you know, change them up. If I do change them up, you know, it might just be toast and a protein shake or toast and a protein bar or toast and a protein pudding. I very rarely mix it up aside from those things. And this is why not tracking works for me, because I'm very regimented and routine. If you're more repetitive and more routine with the eating, it is a lot easier when you're dieting and, and just in general life, you've got a lot less more less decisions to make throughout the day. So all of my girls who are really routine with the way of eating get better results um, because there's no guesswork. They're not just like, ah, I've got nothing in. Like every week their food shop's the same. Every week their meal structure's the same. A lot of them don't need to track for that reason. So my breakfast, I've always got at least 20 grams of protein in. Like I said, it comes from turkey bacon, protein yogurt, or it comes from protein powder in porridge. And then my lunch will always have 30 plus grams of protein in. So breakfast plus 25, and then lunch and dinner plus 30, ideally 35 and above if you can, just to make it easier for yourself. Um, and my lunch, the protein will always come from tuna, chicken, or turkey, nothing else. They're the three things that I have. I either have tuna, chicken, or and or turkey on a wrap or on a sandwich. That is literally what I have. At a push, I'll have leftovers from the night before, but typically Fran takes any leftovers. Not because he he does, but because I allow him to. Um, and then dinner is always beef, um, or chicken, and like you know, with carbon with a veg. So again, looking for 35 or 30 grams of protein. So I know my portion sizes when it comes to these things. A whole tin of tuna, not half a tin. Um, you know, I have like a full half packet, like it's a proper hefty amount of turkey on my sandwich. Uh, I have a bit of cheese. 
I also have like a set portion for chicken, now 150 grams of raw chicken that goes on a wrap or a sandwich. So I have set portions for those things um, and I'm repetitive with it. And then same goes for me, evening meals. You know, if I'm having beef, I'm having like 150 grams, 125 to 150 grams of beef. If I'm having chicken, it's always 150 grams or 200 grams if I can. So I'm sticking to those set portions. So 20 grams plus in my breakfast, 30 grams plus in my lunch and in my dinner. And I'm really, I really do just stick to the same types of meals and the same types of portions. Um, my dinners do vary. Stir fry, um, you know, chili, it could be a pasta. It, me, me dinners vary a lot more, but my protein portions are literally the same for everything that I make. And then when it comes to snacks, I really try and limit myself when I'm dieting to two snacks a day because for me, I do want more. Um, and naturally, if I'm maintaining my weight or in a slight surplus, I will have more snacks. But when I'm dieting, I just try and stick to two snacks, okay? One of them is always a high-protein snack. So that might be a protein pudding or a protein yogurt or a protein bar or a protein shake. Um, it could be Madison's fridge readers, anything like that. You know, people have pepperonis. Um, and then my other one, my second snack will be fruit and nuts or baby bell lights. Okay. So I'll have two baby bell lights, which will get me 10 grams of protein. Um, and if I've if I'm having nuts, I'm not trying to get protein from them, I'm trying to get healthy fats from them, but I always have some sort of fruit to snack on as well. If I'm feeling extra peckish and extra hungry, I will eat more fruit. So I won't go for chocolate and I won't go for more protein things. I will actually eat more fruit because it's really low in calories and you get a lot from it. So quite often if I'm due on my period in particular, I'll just have a box of grapes next to me and I, and I eat them all day or I'll have some strawberries next to me and eat them. Just helps with that like kind of grazing type thing and it's really low calories. So there's like my meal structure. That's typically what I do based around protein. And so it's three meals a day, all with a nice, decent source of protein. And then I have two snacks. At least one of them is a high protein snack. And then sometimes the other one does also have protein in because it could be baby bell lights. Um, so again, I'm just really regimented with those snacks. I eat the same fruits. I eat the same protein puddings. I eat the same baby bell lights. Like I don't really vary it up much. And I don't feel like I need to because everything I eat, I really enjoy. If I'm really, really wanting some chocolate, then I will allow myself a small amount. But when I'm dieting, I'm quite like, kind of, I'm good at managing my sweet tooth because I'm eating lots of fruit, you know, putting honey on my breakfast. I might put some dark chocolate and if anything, just have like a little bit of chocolate if I want it. Um, so another thing that I do when I'm making these meal portions is, so I've just told you that I know my protein portions and I've learned them from tracking and also looking at hundreds of people's food diaries every day. And if, you know, so... This is why tracking initially can be really helpful. Even if you don't want to track every single week, you might just want to track a full week of food or a full day of food if you're just going to be really repetitive. But track a full week of food and then use that as your meal plan. Like use that to track it all in, you know, to plan for the week ahead and then use that as your meal plan to follow. Um, so I also know my carb portions, okay? So I know that half a packet of that microwave rice is for one person, it's not for two. And I know a lot of people have a whole packet for one. It, that's 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 uh, two portions in one packet. If I'm cooking rice, at, at the cooked amount of rice, I'm only going to have 25 to 150 grams. Obviously when I'm eating out, this is hard to judge, but basically that's what I'm looking at. Pasta, it's about 75 grams when it's dry. Um, 
potato, I'm having like 150 grams, 200 grams, noodles, 150 to 200 grams. I always just have two slices of bread, one bagel. I don't double up on those things. Um, if I'm having butter, I just stick to the 10 grams, which is like painful. Um, but you know, can can have more if depending on what what else I'm having in the day. I actually try not to have too much butter because I love drooling it when I'm dieting. Um, I love covering me stuff in butter. So instead I just have like avocado on because um, I know I'm going to get healthy fats and fiber from that and it's going to be more filling. Um, so I know me carb portions as well. So it, like they're the carb portions that I roughly stick to. And then when it comes to um, bulking up me meals, because a lot of the time when you go from eating a full packet of that rice to half a packet of the rice, or you go from having, you know, 125 grams of dried pasta to 75 grams, it feels a bit shit. And you're like, oh, these portions are small. So I bulk up my meals big time with fruit, okay, and veg. So if I'm having a stir fry, I use a stir fry bag and I put extra broccoli in. If I'm having um, a curry, I'll put loads of veg in. I just try and throw loads of things in. Peas, frozen veg, like carrots, like peppers, all of these things are just trying to bulk it up just to make the volume a little bit bigger. And then same for fruit. So like, you know, having strawberries, um, berries, grapes, and putting them in things. Um, having big salads, so putting... If you're having a sandwich, put loads of salads on it um, or have a salad on the side and just try and bulk things up with these really low calorie, high volume foods because they're going to really help you stay full. The protein is going to help you stay full, which is why I say 20 grams breakfast, 30 in your lunch and dinner and at least one high protein snack. But then the fruit and veg really does help to keep you full. I mean, if you eat one strawberry, that's not going to fill you. But if you bulk up your meals with lots of fruit and veg, it will keep you more full because your stomach knows food volume rather than calories, okay? So eat those low-calorie, high-volume foods. It really does help. So if you're struggling with those carb portions being a little bit smaller, you know, when I make a paella, I'm adding carrots, I'm adding peppers, I'm adding peas, I'm adding mushrooms. I have mushrooms that everything. Um, you also get a bit of protein from mushrooms too. So just bulk up those, those meals with fruit and veg. So that's what I do for the weekdays. I stick to that structure. Three meals within that structure and two snacks, okay? If I am feeling really, really peckish, if I want an extra snack, it's just going to be on berries. Now, like I said, this is less flexible than tracking because you've got to stick to a structure of eating, but this is what works for me. My life is very, very busy. I don't want to have to make a decision about what I'm eating every day. You know, it's enough to choose between me three options, never mind, like choosing like the world to be oyster. I literally just be really repetitive and this works very well for me. And you know, for the hundreds of people who I work with, this works for a lot of them too. Variety is not really the spice of life when it comes to losing weight. Um, weekends are definitely going to be harder because I am the type of person who lives life um at the weekend and like my my thing is food. It used to be alcohol. I used to drink a lot. I used to be a bit of a party girl and I'm just not that anymore. But I love food and I love desserts and chocolate. So weekends are definitely harder. But what I try and do is I just have two meals a day of a weekend because typically me and Fran don't cook of a weekend. Um, so we will have takeout or we'll go and eat out. Now, when we do eat out, we'll do choose places like Nando's or the Turkish uh, restaurant by ours. Or we do choose places where we can always have something high in protein because Fran is like a protein freak. He will not eat something unless it has protein in um, so we wouldn't go for like a Chinese on the Friday and then Italian on a Saturday and then an Indian on the Sunday. We do typically choose like fairly healthy restaurants that we're going to or something that he can track. 
or something that has the calories like Wagamama's, uh, Nando's, for example. So weekends are definitely harder, but I don't have breakfast, lunch and dinner on a weekend. I always just have one meal like for breakfast, brunch, shall we say. And that is normally like avocado and bacon on toast. That's typically what it is if I have something like that. Um, it's normally something savory. I don't often have like yogurt and fruit and that have a weekend. So we'll have that. And then we I know that we're going for tea in the evening or we're getting a takeout. So it's harder, but I've took a meal out. Okay. And so I'm allowing for a little bit more indulgence for those meals out. I'm going to be eating out a lot because that's just like what, that's what me and Fran like to do for enjoyment. Um, But I'm going to be sticking to healthier options. So high protein options. So I'm not going to just be choosing the katsu curry because that's what I want. I'm not going to choose the garlic bread with the, with, um, I'm not going to choose the lasagna with the garlic bread and the chips because that's what I want. I'm going to be thinking about my goals. So I'm going to be choosing the steak. I'm going to be choosing the chicken. I'm going to be choosing the pad thai. I'm going to be choosing things that I've got a good source of protein in and are a little bit more managed on the calories. And I'm not going to order all of the sides, which is what I typically do do. Normally I'm a starter, main, loads of sides kind of girl. Sometimes I get dessert as well. Um, So I'm not going to be doing that. I'm literally going to be choosing um high protein options. And if I'm going to have a side, I'm going to make sure that I've got veg as well and just have one side. Okay. So I will have the chips but I'll make sure that I've got veg as well so that I don't nail everybody else's sides. Okay, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm still filling up on veg even when I'm out. And don't get me wrong, when you're out in a restaurant, it is really annoying to have to spend up to a tenner on fucking vegetables. But um, yeah, I, I have to, it, it's got to be done <laughs> um, to help keep you full. So yeah, um, that's typically what I'll do when I'm eating out. And one of the things that I'll do as well, I won't do start at main dessert and alcohol or sugary drink. I will just choose two. So there's four options when you're eating out. You've got your starter, your main, your dessert, and obviously alcohol or sugary drinks. Okay. So that could be a smoothie or whatever. So what I will do is just have two options. So if I'm going to be drinking alcohol, I'm just going to have a main meal and alcohol that is really the case for me we don't often drink alcohol when we go out for meals it will most likely for me be a starter and a main okay and if the starters aren't great I might get a main and a dessert or I might not get a dessert if the desserts aren't great so it's always two of four rather than all four options um, when I do drink alcohol, so I actually don't know if I've got any nights out between now and my holiday, but if I do drink alcohol and it's a big night out, I will be sticking to vodka and sugar-free mixers and I will be only having singles. Now, I used to be a doubles girl. I was like, why the fuck would anyone get a single when you can get a double? But I think I had a bit of a problem with being blackout drunk. It was like my goal was to get blackout drunk. And since switching to singles, it's helped the bank account. It's helped my shame and like uh, anxiety the day after. Um, it's helped the hangover. Okay, so I'm a I'm a much better night out now with just having singles than I was when I was on doubles. Um, so I'll always just have single vodka with a sugar free mixer. So um, I wouldn't have like juice, like pineapple juice, orange juice. I would have a diet coke. No one does diet lemonade, so I never ask for it, but I will have a similar and tonic, okay? Other people have, like, vodka and soda water um, and maybe with a bit of cordial. That's okay, too. Um, so if I'm on a big night out, that's what I'm drinking, and that's all I'm drinking, and I'll try and spread my drinks out a little bit and make sure that I'm drinking water, too. I'll still have a ball because you're there for the social activity, not to get blackout drunk. I think that's a switch in my mindset that I needed to make. Um, 
if I'm just having one or two drinks, so if me and Fran, it's a sunny day and we're going to go, we're going to take the dog for a walk. If I'm just having one or two, I will have a beer. I don't drink pints because my mum's always told me not to. So don't drink pints. I always have two halves. Or if I want to have wine, I'll have a couple of glasses. Or if I want to have Aperol, I'll have two Aperol. But I have a two drink rule. If I'm not drinking, drinking, then I'll just have two drinks and then I'll leave it there. Um. So that's how I manage my alcohol. Now, as I said, I'm not someone who drinks all the time. I'm not a big, big drinker. I love having a drink, but it's just not something that I, I don't have big nights out. I'm more of like a having a little bit um every now and again rather than or having these big nights out. You know, I'm I'm 30 now. <laughs> I'm getting old. Um so what I'll also do is in terms of monitoring my weight, I will be weighing myself. So I'll be weighing myself every day, but it because that doesn't bother me. I know that there's going to be fluctuations every day. So this morning I've stepped on the scales tomorrow. It might have gone up a little bit, even though I know I've stuck to my meal structure. I'm not going to be panicking that I've gained weight because I can't gain weight in one day. Um, so I'm going to be weighing myself every day and I'm just going to make sure that I'm seeing a downward trend. I'm going to expect fluctuations. I'm going to spe- expect them to jump up sometimes. You know, like if I have a big, if I have a pasta bake for tea tonight, tomorrow the scales are going to be up a little bit. Um, if I drink alcohol on Friday night, the scales might be up a little bit on Saturday morning. So, you know, I'm okay with that. And I understand it. I haven't, I haven't seen hundreds of women, you know, seeing their trends. I know that my weight is going to fluctuate every day and that's not a problem. But I want to see a downward trend. And if I don't see any weight loss in two weeks, three weeks, um, and, and I've had my period and stuff. Like if I'm due on and I'm still not losing weight, then I'll wait until I've come off my period. And then if I'm not seeing any weight loss after a few weeks, then I will tweak my portions um, and I will potentially tweak my snacks. So it's just a tweak. I might go to my fitness pal to track a day and see if that looks about right. Um, and and if, if it does, then I'll go for that. If I realized actually I'm eating 2000 there when I should be having 1800 or whatever, then I'll... I'll tweak things and change portions and stuff. So just trial and error. I'm giving myself lots of time to lose four kilo. I'm giving myself like 12 weeks to lose four kilo, which is completely doable. Um, So I'm not going to be in a rush. I'm not going to be reactive to the scales. I am going to have times where I can eat a little bit more. I can enjoy a drink. I'm actually going on holiday for a week next week and we're going to manage that fine. So this is all totally doable, but I'm saying this from a point of view where I've got a good education on food. If you currently don't have any clue about your protein portions or your carb portions, just track, just create your own meal plan in MyFitnessPal. Literally, don't see it as you're tracking food. Create yourself a seven-day meal plan. And then each week, just follow that same seven-day meal plan. Print it out or something if you don't want to go on the app. Um, but yeah, I thought that that would be helpful to share. If you found this useful, then make sure you let me know. If you want to know more about this or if you are like one of my clients and you're feeling like you want to get into this a bit more, then give me a shout and obviously I will help you. If you're not currently a client, then just send me a message on Instagram. You will find me at Hayley Bell PT. I hope that was useful and I will see you all again soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. 
Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.